Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you for the next three hours here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, we've got Ty and uh, Nikki who are producing the show on the opposite side of the glass. Uh, jam-packed show for you. Excited about it. Um, Chris Trapasso, who works for CBS, is going to be joining us this hour. We're going to lead the show off with the coaching search that is taking place um, for the Giants and a number of teams out there. 800-919-3776 if you want to jump on board. Uh, let's dive into that first and foremost. Cynthia Freeland will join us at 1.30 like she always does uh, to break down Wild Card Weekend. Um, I will be breaking down Wild Card Weekend for you all show as well. I've got all my picks, all my plays, as well as the prop bets out there that you could put some coin on. Of course, if you uh, live in Jersey and you've got your uh, BetMGM app. Um, and also, uh, Warren Sharp hasn't been on with us in, in, in a hot minute, uh, because, uh, because of the, the, uh, the holidays been hosting a lot of very different times. So Warren Sharp back in action for us and with us around 2.15, leading up to 3 o'clock. So, so let's first and foremost, let's kick it off with what's going on with the Giants and where we sit right now for, with this coaching search. As we know, Dave Gettleman, uh, is, should we, can we use the word safe? I guess when it comes to somebody's employment in their job and there's some speculation, some talk that maybe they might lose it. Um, if it has been confirmed that they are not going to lose it, then I guess, yeah, then I, I guess that is the word that we would use. So Dave Gettleman is safe. He was on the Michael K show, um, Earlier uh, this week, and uh, and I, I thought probably one of the most interesting things he said was really, and I, again using the word blame, uh, like blaming ownership with their desire and their decision to move on from Pat Shermer, but uh, but also their decision to keep Dave Gettleman. Here's where I, I have an, an issue with that. Um, I truly believe. That by keeping Dave Gettleman and, and as a wonderful human being and individual that I think he is, um, I think by keeping Dave Gettleman and saying that Dave Gettleman is going to continue to be the general manager of the Giants, I think you are limiting yourself in regard to other opportunities that might present itself. Like, for, like for example, let's talk. Let, let's let's take the Cleveland Browns for example. Very interesting what they are doing, and this is kind of like a new way of thinking. When it comes to NFL and NFL teams, the Cleveland Browns are planning on hiring a coach first and then hiring a general manager, having that coach be a part of the decision making process for the general manager. Now, again, I know it's not the norm, right? Like what we've what we've become familiar with and what we've become used to in the NFL is, you know, ownership, the, the food chain per se, ownership, general manager, and then they decide on a coach to bring in. But here's why I kind of like what the Cleveland Browns are doing. Because in this day and age in the NFL and in professional sport especially, and I've said this before, the majority of uh, the athletes that are playing in professional sport are millennials. It's a different vibe. It's a different environment. It's a different way to coach and coaching is the most important aspect. And so I think it's, I, I, I think it's really, really important that an organization gets its coach right first. 
And whoever that coach is that you bring in might have a offensive or defensive philosophy or mentality. So then what do you do with that? Then, then as, as an ownership and as a head coach, you go out and you bring in a, a general manager who at the end of the day, the general manager is somebody who should be a really good evaluator of talent because at the end of the day, that's their, that's their main goal. That's their main objective. That's their, that's the most important responsibility for a general manager is overseeing the scout department, evaluating talent and drafting the players that best suit your organization. And, of course, making the right decisions when it comes to free agency, when to let players go, when to re-up players, all that. And so I I think we're seeing – and not that I think. I know we are seeing a changing of the guard in regard to the most responsible position or the most crucial position when it comes to NFL teams. And at the end of the day, it is the head coach. Because too many times, and I've been covering the NFL for quite a while, too many times I see a general manager who gets fit with a head coach and they're not on the same page. Like, for example, right here in our own backyard, let's talk about Mike McCagnan and, uh, and Adam Gaze. It's not, it's not that Le'Veon Bell is a bad running back. In fact, he might be one of the best in the NFL. But A, Adam Gase... And I have not had this conversation with him. I, I, I filled in on the Michael K show during the holidays and I spent like maybe five minutes uh, with Adam Gase on the show and uh, no warm and fuzzies. Uh, maybe he was having a bad day. Can't be sure. That's what Cynthia Freeland told me. But nonetheless, has not really utilized Le'Veon Bell to the way that, let's say, we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers utilize Le'Veon Bell. And can understand, and, and there are reports out there that, wasn't thrilled that Mike McCagnin dished out all that cash for a running back. And here's another thing. I don't blame Adam Gase. If I'm a head coach, if I'm a general manager, I am not hiring the Brinks trucks to pay a running back and a wide receiver that kind of money. I've said this time and time again. If you listen to my shows, I, I, I've spoken to a number of very successful general managers and I agree with them wholeheartedly. And what is that? You spend your money on quarterback, which eventually, if you do draft well, Eventually, the quarterback who's going to perform to the, co- the the style, the custom, the success that you want to see them, uh, probably after the past the, the first fifth, five or six years, you're going to have to shell out some big time dough and pay that quarterback some some big time money. Defensive end, pin his ears back, get after that quarterback because that's what matters, especially in the postseason. Left tackle to keep your uh, your your quarterback blindside, assuming that he's a right handed quarterback. Um, healthy and a shutdown corner in the NFL. And all, all four of these things are, are needle, needles in a haystack, diamonds in the rough, hard to find. So when you find them, A, hopefully you've drafted them. So you get them on the cheap for the first five or six years. And then, and then when you got to pay them, you pay them because you can't find them that often in the NFL. Running backs. Damn, I'm sitting here. I'm t- we're we're going to get into uh, this matchup against the Bills and the Houston Texans. Lummies from Devin Singletary. This is a running back that the, uh, the the Bills drafted this year. Became their primary back in Week Nine. He's crushing it right now. Josh Jacobs was in the running to win Rookie of the Year, rookie running back for the Oakland Raiders. Until he got injured, now AJ Brown's more than likely going to win it. 
um, some other rookie running backs out there. Montgomery for for the, the Chicago Bears has had a, a pretty admirable season, pretty st- st- stellar season. So you can get running backs in the draft. You can get running backs in free agency and not pay a lot of money. Like Carlos Hyde, for example. Carlos Hyde's had a great season for the Houston Texans. Didn't have to pay him what the Jets are paying Le'Veon Bell. I just use that as an example that it's evident that Mike McCagnan and Adam Gase weren't on the same page. So McCagnan's out the door. Now Joe D's here. Hopefully they're on the same page moving forward. But what happened? Reports are that Adam Gase was a part of the decision-making process in, in helping to bring Joe D here. Okay. I like that. Cleveland Browns. They're going to hire a coach first. They've interviewed with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's getting a lot of interviews. Apparently, he's interviewed with the, the, the Giants as well. Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, who's having immense success this year. But is it because of Greg Roman? Uh, Greg Roman did not have a lot of success in Buffalo, that's for sure. But boy, is he having a lot of success in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Uh, some other, the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, the Bills offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots is expected to meet and speak with Cleveland. Here's why Cleveland, even though, and, and I've said this all season long, Cleveland poop show. The Giants are a more attractive team based on Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the fact that Ian Rappaport is is reporting that the salary cap is supposed to elevate up to 198 to 201 million dollars. If that's the case, if that's what's expected, the Giants will will be the seventh best team with the seventh most available cap space to them, so they could be as I like to call active and attractive and aggressive in free agency. Not to mention they have the fourth overall pick in the draft. So with all those things compared to boy. You look at that Cleveland Browns roster, it's appealing, but, oh, too many egos, too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. You've got to go in there. You've, you've, got to, you've got to lay the hammer down. You've got to right the ship for Baker Mayfield. You've got your hands full in Odell Beckham Jr. We know that personally here in New York. It's a lot. But why, but why is the Cleveland Brown job more attractive Overall, than the Giants, where the Giants' job should be. It's because the Cleveland Browns are going to hire a coach first. They are making the coach position the most important position. And we've heard this phrase before. If I'm the chef, I'm buying the ingredients. Thank you, thank you, Bill Parcells. And I think he said it a lot more eloquently than I did. But you get, you get the mentality there, right? I'm the head coach. NFL stands for not for long, especially if you're losing. If my butt's on the line, I'm calling the plays. This is my system. These are my guys. I have to walk in that locker room. I'm I My position is the most important position, and I want to be a part of the hiring process for the general manager whose, whose main responsibility isn't to necessarily win ball games for the club, is it necessarily to lead men into battle every week? It's to pick the right talent. It's to evaluate talent. It's to oversee a scouting department. It's to make savvy business decisions when it comes to money and free agency and working with your, your money guy. 
And that general manager needs to know what I want as a head coach because it's my system and it's my guys and it's my offensive coordinator and it's my defensive coordinator. And this is the, this, this is what we've decided to come to the table with. And this is, this is the game plan that we're playing with. And here are the, the type of players we need. We need a speedster at wide receiver. Oh no, wait, we need a possession wide receiver. We need a running back who knows how to block out of the backfield because our offensive line is kind of shabby. So we need a we need a running back who prides himself on helping with pass protect. There, there's there's so much that goes into that. And so as much as I think that the Cleveland Browns organization is a complete poop show, the way that they are going about this hiring process, in my opinion, is brilliant. Coach more important than general manager, which leads me to why I really do believe, and again, not a knock on Dave Gettleman. He's the kind of guy that you want to sit at a bar and have a beer with and talk football. He's a mensch. But I don't think it's the wisest decision for the Giants to commit to Dave Gettleman. I think they are cutting off their nose despite their face. I think they are limiting themselves with potentially bringing in the best option at at the coaching position because of that commitment. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Why should people trust me? Why shouldn't they? All right. We made the deal with Odell at the beginning of the year. I told him, come in, we'll get it done. And we did. It's as simple as that. Then from that point on, you make decisions. <clears throat> we know a decision was made there. Hasta la vista, baby. Um, so again, that's what uh, just spent a good 15 minutes telling you about what, what Cleveland's going on. What's going on in Cleveland? Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, um, very interesting. Keep an eye on this Viking Saints game, which by the way, I think the Saints win this weekend. There's some talk out there that the Cowboys are going to go after Mike Zimmer. If they do, uh, they're going to have to uh, offer up a draft pick to get him because he still has one more year left on his deal with the Minnesota Vikings. So keep an eye on that Viking Saints game. Urban Meyer, uh, Lincoln Riley, Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule, of course, uh, also in speculated uh, speculation that uh, that that he could very well be the next head coach of the Giants. Um, as we know, uh, the uh, the interview process. Adam Schefter reported that Mike McCarthy and Chris Richard, who is uh, coach for the Dallas Cowboys, interviewed with the Giants already. Eric Bieniemy, um, Wink Martindale. Uh, Joe Judge for the Patriots, Josh McDaniels. But here's the thing. I'm hearing Josh McDaniels does not want to interview with the Giants. <clears throat> Very interesting for my little uh, my little fantasy of uh, – and I'm not talking about fantasy football. Well, kind I am. Uh, my little fantasy of potentially – bum, bum, bum. You know who I'm going to say. Ty, who am I going to say here? You're going to say Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. That's right, baby. Just wait. We'll see. Patriots going to lose. Patriots going to lose tonight to Tennessee Titans. And then all hell's going to break loose over there in New England. You think Tom Brady, who's 20-3 and in his career at home in the postseason, is going to lose a playoff game in Foxborough? I sure do. Ryan Tannehill. I sure do. Okay. I sure do. We'll see how that works out. And the money line is plus 195, 198, I believe. I should know. I was just talking about it. 190. <clears throat> I sure do, boo. And in the show, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why that's going to happen. But um, 
We'll see. Very interesting. 800-919-3776. Let's go to your calls. Uh, let's go to Chris in Tom's River. Chris, you're up. Welcome in. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Hi. So, two quick points. I want to make one on Dave Gettleman and one on the coaching search for the Giants. Mm-hmm. As, far as, Dave, as far as Dave Gettleman, I have no problem with the Giants bringing him back, and here's why. He's a tremendous evaluator of talent, right? You can't really argue that because he drafted Cam Newton. He drafted Christian McCaffrey. He drafted Darius Slayton, right? He drafted... Um, uh, DeAndre Baker, I guess the jury's still out, though, right? So he drafted Daniel Jones. So he, he, he has got an eye for talent, right? Where and As far as the head coaching search, right, I think the Giants, they need to get rid of that unknown factor, right? The two last head coaches we had were former coordinators, right? And the unknown factor meaning they had no experience as a head football coach in the NFL. And this is not Cincinnati. This is not Tennessee. This is the Mecca, right? This is New York City. This market will swallow somebody that can't handle it, as we saw with Pat Shermer and Ben McIntyre, right? I think Mike McCarthy's an outstanding fit because he's coached at the highest level. He's won a Super Bowl. He's developed Aaron Rodgers since he was a puppy in this league, right? He worked with Brett Favre. He has a tremendous head coaching record. I think we're better off bringing somebody in that's established, that has won, that knows the formula to win, rather than taking a gamble, even though technically rule is – from the Parcells bloodlines, right? So anybody from the Parcells bloodlines, I think, would be a good fit. But I mean, how do you feel about that assessment? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris, it's 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 been it's it's been reported that you know you know screw me once, tr- shame on you. Screw me twice, shame on me. The Giants got screwed twice, right? In in regard to Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer, uh, they're not going to go down that road. Apparently, it's been reported that they want to bring somebody in who's more of a of, of veteran that they would like, even though Matt Rule has been associated with them. I think Matt Rule's maybe an outlier here. But, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I think McCarthy would be an excellent fit. I really do. Can Mike McCarthy work with Dave Gettleman? Well, he came in. At least he's accepting an interview. Apparently, Josh McDaniels doesn't even want to interview with the Giants. Keep in mind, Josh McDaniels, been there, done that, got the free T-shirt in Denver, understands what needs to happen in order to come in and and have success with an organization. Because when he went to Denver, hands tied. You know, when you look at when when you look at the coaches that are hired from New England, they come in knowing what an organizational culture needs to be like in order for them to have success because they learn from the best in the business and that's the Patriots. It's the Patriots way. It's it's how Bill Belichick and Kraft and that organization does things. And apparently, you know, when when Matt Patricia came here, he's now, of course, the head coach of the Detroit Lions. But when he came here, he had a meeting and met with Dave Gettleman. Apparently, it became a screaming match. And Patricia stormed out. And um, obviously, you know, that that went into the tank um, because Patricia and Josh Daniels and you know the coaches that you know that come from New England understand. What needs to be in place in order for them to have success? So it's no surprise to me that Josh, and again, it's just a report out there. It's no surprise to me that it's being reported that Josh McDaniels does not want to um, interview with the Giants, especially since they've already committed themselves to uh, to Dave Gettleman. But Mike McCarthy has been here, you know, considering that this is an organization that went out and spent a first round draft pick, let alone number six overall in Daniel Jones. We've seen really great progress, better than what most people expected, I think, this season from Daniel Jones. And I think Mike McCarthy would be a, a really a solid hire to come in and pick up where Pat Shermer left off. Even though there is this kind of the way of the NFL right now is like young, hip, 
exciting, creative, young coaches that are coming in that we're seeing have success in some, or some other areas. I think the Giants were expecting that from McAdoo, expecting that from Shermer. And, of course, they did not get it. 800-919-3776. Let's go to James in Spring Valley. James, you're up. Hey, Anita, what's going on? Hey. Um, before I get to my Giants point, there's no way the Patriots are losing tonight. They're not losing. I, I don't see why anyone had them losing. So it's crazy to think the Titans are gonna are gonna win. They're not losing. I agree. Okay, with all right, all right, James. Then, so, then, then, James, give me, give me, give me your two best reasons why you think you you think it's it's totally just you know impossible that the Patriots lose tonight. Give me your two best reasons why. Number one, they're able to run the ball. Okay, timeout, timeout, James, not true. They have not been able to run the ball with Sony Michelle. They have not. Okay. And the Tennessee Titans have the sixth best rushing defense in the NFL. Then they have not been able to run the ball. So number two? Their defense. Their defense has been playing well. Okay. So their defense will. Okay, well, timeout. Their defense played well before week 10 when they were playing crappy teams with crappy quarterbacks like Josh Rosen. Since week 10, defensive numbers, not so great, James. Not so great. All right. Well, we we shall see. Okay. Are you a, are you a Patriot? Are you a Patriots fan? Of course not. But I just but it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. It's very hard to bet against Brady and Belichick. So that's why I said it's impossible. Okay. So I would love to I would love to be wrong, but it's just we we shall see. Now I want to get to the Giants. Um, if 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 you had to guess, become who is likely with everything that you've gathered, all the people you've talked to, who is likely to be the Giants' head coach? So, so James, I've, I've said this before, and, and I know it's somewhat of a pipe dream, and call it a fantasy or whatever you want to call it. Um, but for for a good two months now, I've been hearing that Bill Belichick wants to come back to the Giants. I've been hearing that for two months now from the scouting community. Because I've been prepa- trying to prepare for the draft and, and making some calls. And, you know, I love the draft. I love going to Indianapolis for the combine. I love the NFL draft. So I'm making calls. And a number of the people that I've spoken to in the scouting world have asked me, prior to Pat Shermer getting fired, what's the deal with Pat Shermer? What's the deal with Dave Gettleman? You think they're going to keep Dave Gettleman? Are they going to keep Pat Shermer? What do you hear? Because we're hearing that Bill Belichick wants to come back to New York. Whoa, red flag goes up for me. I had Mike Reese on my show about what? Nikki, what would you say? We had Mike Reese on like, what, two weeks ago? Two and a half weeks ago? Yeah, I'd say so. Two and a half weeks ago. And I asked Mike Reese, who does an excellent job covering the uh, New England Patriots, I said, Mike, what is Bill Belichick's contract? He said, nobody knows. It's like under lock and key worse than anything you could think of. Fort Knox. Nobody knows. It's, it's, it's the NFL's best kept secret, Bill Belichick's contract with the Patriots. So we don't know. Could Bill Belichick walk away? I don't know. I mean, in, in, in my fantasy world, can I see Bill Belichick coming back to New York? Here's another thing. And this is another thing that I heard from the scouting community. Bill Belichick loves Daniel Jones. Like, like you think Gettleman head over heels, full bloom. Uh, apparently that's how Bill Bel, if, if Daniel Jones would have fallen Further down in the draft, I'm being told that the Patriots would have done everything they could to trade up and try to get him around the teens. That's how much Bill Belichick loves, loves Daniel Jones. So I don't know. In a perfect world, can I see the Patriots losing to the Titans and Bill Belichick coming to the Giants and Josh McDaniels now taking over as head coach of the Patriots and Tom Brady staying with the Patriots with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick coming here to coach the next coming 
and Daniel Jones? Maybe in my fantasy world, I can. Maybe in my fantasy world, I can. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. So it's 98.7 ESPN Superbox Bonanza 2. Uh, just like this is our two. We're giving away $10,000 in cash and prizes, including a $3,000 grand prize. All you have to do is listen for your chance to win all 100 boxes to February's big game. We'll be giving away during the DPHO Canteen Rothenberg show from 10 to 1 and the Michael K show from 3 to 7 starting this Monday, January 6. Plus, we'll have 10 super boxes with even more great prizes. And it's all brought to you by PC Richard and Son. Had me worry there for a minute, Nikki. I thought I was going to have to whistle. Get ready for the big game with a new TV from PC Richard and Son. And you're home for football. 90.7 ESPN. All right. We just heard, if you heard the promo for uh, Humpty Canty and Rothenberg, you heard uh, Canty talk about uh, Mike McCarthy. Brett Favre, this is what he had to say um, per pro football talk. I think any young quarterback would like Mike McCarthy. Um. And I think it's important on top of his X's and O's mentally, obviously he's had Aaron Rodgers and that certainly helps. But I do think he brings a level of toughness, but also confidence that as a player, a quarterback for him, you feel confident in the plays that he calls. And he's going to call the plays that cater more to your ability uh, more than maybe a previous guy had. So I think he's simple, but yet confidence building and technique driven coach. This is what Brett Favre had to say about Mike McCarthy. Let's try to get to all your calls. I know quite a few of you have uh, wanted to uh, chime in. So let's start with Travis. He's in the car. Travis, you're up. Hey, Anita. Uh, I have a theory about what's going on in in Dallas and, you know, relating to the Giants. I think Jerry Jones realizes that Jason Garrett, there was a lot of speculation over the last couple of months that Jason Garrett would be high in the Giants' wish list and vice versa. He'd have some interest in the Giants' job. I think – Jerry Jones is probably writing out his contract. I think it's January 14th because he's fearful that Garrett would take the Giants' job and then, you know, he'd have all the information um, and what's going on in Dallas. I don't necessarily want that to happen. I'd be very disappointed if Garrett was our coach. But I can see Jerry Jones kind of dragging this out and, you know, tying it to having a lot of respect for for Jason Garrett. But at, at the end of the day, I, I don't think he wants – him going to, you know, their biggest rival or one of them and kind of, you know, spilling the beans. As a Giants fan, I agree with you. I think obviously it would be pie in the sky, Bill Belichick coming over here and Brady and McDaniel staying in uh, New England. I just don't see Belichick willing to kind of coexist, or I don't see how they could coexist, him and Gettleman. And I think McCarthy realistically is probably the best option for the Giants just because he's done it. And Matt Rule kind of scares me because at the end of the day, it was Temple and it was Baylor. And, you know, we're not talking about a major program here. He, he may work well with some of the younger players, but he, he really he hasn't proven it um, with a major, major college. And that would be my only concern for Rule. Yeah, um, there's a report here, Travis. Uh, I'm reading it that uh, the uh – the Dallas Cowboys are scheduled to meet with uh, with both Mike McCarthy and Marv Lewis. Keep in mind, uh, Marvin Lewis uh, has been on the shelf for a year. Uh, he was not with Cincinnati. Uh, so very interesting there. Uh, also, a uh, part of me, and, and apparently you're absolutely right, the Cowboys have, have officially, um, haven't officially parted ways with Jason Garrett yet, but the organization is expected to move on from him after his contract expires later this month. Uh, not 
the most savvy move, uh, of course, for Jason Garrett and those who might want to hire him. But I'm trying to think. I know it was it Ian O'Connor. There was somebody who was on with me earlier this week because I've been filling in uh, throughout the holidays, and I apologize. I don't recall which show or what what guest, but uh, kind of throughout the na- the notion that maybe it's Mike McCarthy as head coach, and you bring in Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator. Could that be something that Jason Garrett would be interested in? Just food for thought. Uh, let's go to John in Bridgeport. John, welcome in. Hello. Um, I just want to say thank you for the call. And you are awesome oh, on you. Saturdays. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I just agree with your question. Coach is more important than the GM. I do not agree that owners can be GMs because it's the reason why the Cowboys – have not been successful because it's just conflict of interest. You, you need to stay up there where you're supposed to be and do do what you got to do up there and stay and let let everybody else just do their job. And I, I swear, if Jerry Jones would just let people do their job, then the Cowboys would actually win a Super Bowl. Are you John? Think, are you are you a Cowboys fan? Yeah, and Jimmy Johnson is the reason. Jimmy Johnson. He he talked back to Jerry Jones, and that's the reason why he won back in the nineties. Is because Jerry Jones. I mean, Jerry Jones would not. He would not accept anything from anybody. But Jimmy Johnson told him, "Listen, this is the way I'm running, and that's it." And and he ran it, and he won Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, and, that's here's the thing, John. This is this is this is the speculation, and and that is, you know, is Jerry going to go out and hire the best coach available? Or is he going to go out and hire a coach that might not be the best candidate for the job, but is going to let Jerry be Jerry? That's really yeah. – and and that I'm sure Dallas Cowboy fans don't want to hear that, right? Because, because Jerry is putting himself before the team. It will be interesting to see what happens and, and who he does bring in and who he hires and if he is willing to take a backseat because he hasn't had to take a backseat – with Jason Garrett as the head coach in quite a while. Uh, let's go to Greg. Greg, you're up. Benita. Hey. Hey, so Gettleman has repeatedly said in his rounds with the media that he'd be willing to take a back seat or do whatever it takes to make the Giants a winning organization. Do you think there's any validity in that? And if so, do you think that that has an opportunity to sway a coach that may want more power. I'm sure, Greg. Listen, I, listen. I, I'm sh- like, I'm sure that because Dave Gettleman has to be so um, appreciative that he still has a job, that he's going to do everything and anything that he can to work with a head coach. But again, you, you, there's no guarantee that a head coach who comes in is going to have his same philosophy in in regard to players. It, it's just. It's it's I I just don't I personally just don't think it's 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 a healthy situation where the Giants are in a position where they can ultimately get the best player for or the best head coach for the position because Gettleman is already there and and, yeah. and again maybe you might be sitting back and going well you know what I think Mike McCarthy is the best and Mike McCarthy's already interviewed with the organization maybe Mike McCarthy does come on and, and become head coach who knows maybe Jason Garrett comes on. And he's off, and he's offensive coordinator, and they're able to work as one big happy family. Well, God bless. That would be fantastic. That'd be. I, I just, I, I just wanted. I opened up my show, and I just wanted to share with you that there's a new mentality and there's a new philosophy 
in in how organizations are are doing things these days, and it's giving the head coach more power than the general manager. And I kind of dig it. Yeah, I agree. It, it's just it's frustrating, obviously, because you want to make sure that we're getting the right coach just because it's been so bad over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't a big fan of Gettleman losing the shot. I think he did something bad, but I think he did something extremely well. Um, but, you know, we were, I, I think that the Giants are further along than a lot of people realize. We have the quarterback. Um, we have a lot of pieces on both defense and offense. And now we have a lot of money. So it's like this guy, and I, I'm, I'm a, I think McCarthy should be the next coach just because of where the Giants are in their progression. Um, but I, I want to make sure it's, it's the right guy. I, I don't like Wolf. I don't think he's the right guy for the job. But I just want to make sure that it's, it's obviously the right decision this time around. Thanks for the phone call, Greg. Um, I, I do want to go to Chris in Red Bank. Chris says that Jason Garrett hasn't been fired yet. And, Chris, you have the reason why. <laughs> I'm, yeah, dying. So I'm dying to know. <laughs> so, 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 Anita, this is, this is what I think. So, Chris, Jerry Jones' son, it's basically Jerry Jones' son's show, I think, now. To be honest, I think that he's, he wants to go and hire the head coach now this time. I don't think it's Jerry's whole decision. But I think Jerry wants to keep Jason Garrett on because, think about it, the whole remember the whole Johnny Manziel thing, how they, he didn't want to draft him, they, they were yelling at each other in the war room. I think that Jason Garrett is Jerry Jones' mole, so to say. So say Chris Jones has Mike McCarthy they're on the same page and they don't want, you know, obviously if Mike McCarthy and, and Jerry's son want to do something with the organization, they're not going to change. Like they're not going to, it's going to be two versus one rather than Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones telling Chris Jones, Oh, I don't want this because Jerry. Yeah. But, but Chris, are, are you, if, if you, if you are Josh McDaniels, if you are Mike McCarthy, if you are urban Meyer, and are you going to go to are you going to go to the Dallas Cowboys with if, if if they came to you and said hey listen we're going to we're going to keep Jason Garrett on in this role are are you going to accept that I'm not I'm not that's like oh no absolutely that, that's like that's like you know that, that that's like that's like getting married that's that's like dating somebody getting married to somebody and them saying hey but by the way my ex wife she lives in my basement or my ex my ex husband he lives in my basement uh no thank you no. <laughs> Next, no, it doesn't work that way. So, in, interesting philosophy, uh, interesting assumption in regard to what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. But no, especially the the, the caliber of potential candidates that I, I think the Dallas Cowboys wanted, like Urban Meyer, very Type A. Per- well, all coaches are Type A personalities, but you know the Urban Meyers of the bunch. And and again. Keep an eye on this Saints-Vikings game. I'm going to get into the matchups when we get back from this break. Uh, I'm going to start off with the Bills and the Houston Texans because that will be the first game today. Of course, the AFC plays today. So we'll break those down and then we'll work our way into the NFC. We have Cynthia Freeland who's going to be joining us in 15 minutes. We'll find out what side of the coin is she on with all four matchups over the weekend. 
But um, keep an eye on this Vikings-Saints game because uh, there's some reports out there that Jerry Jones would like to go after Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, but he has one year left on his deal. And if that's the case, then the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to give up a draft pick to go get him. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.